This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. As it turns out, Butterfinger is a peanut butter core. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It doesn't taste exactly like peanut butter to me, but that's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. It's just heavy on the butter it's part. It's just, I don't know. It's, I can't describe what that is uh, <laughs> in the inside other than uh, it, it like, grabs you. A dentist visit? Yeah, it, it's just weird. It just sticks to everything. Um, and uh, I'd get rid of it. Uh, especially when other things are available. Uh, happy Halloween to my friend Travis Hancock, WFNZ, Mac and Bone in the mornings. I'll be talking to them tomorrow, I believe. Uh, I don't remember the time. You'll just call me when I'm, when I'm ready to go, and that's fine. Uh, how are you, my friend? Good. We have a candy draft tomorrow right before you get on. Ooh. And uh, I, I have the third pick, and I am uh, Butterfingers is my number one candy, and I, I'm on hold here. And I believe I heard Butterfinger slander happening, and I, yeah, I don't love this. I get rid of it. I get, totally get rid of it. I, I, it it's it sticks to your mouth, man. What do you do? Well, yeah, you have to drink something immediately. Uh, yeah, that's why I love it so much because you can you can drink stuff. You can. It's, uh, I've never. I just that Reese's anything from the Reese's family or Butterfinger is my uh, is my top choices there. All right. Not really too into like anything of the sour family. It's not okay. really my thing. Fruit candies, by the way, need to be stored in a separate room from chocolate candies. Can we do 100%. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe Absolutely. even in a different house uh, yeah. than uh, than chocolate candies. Um, and d- can you identify what a Tootsie Roll is? <sighs> a Tootsie Roll. Well, I know that's the that's the dance that Sir Purr does for the Panthers. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, he does. The, he does the Tootsie Roll. But uh, the candy Tootsie Roll is. Uh, it's a uh, Tootsie Roll. It's a... Uh, it's, it's a mistake. Uh, it was an error. I think we have to admit <laughs> it's, that. It's chocolate, and it's it's, it's yeah. chocolate, right? It, is it? It's, it's brown. It's There's brown. I don't know if I'd tootsie. call it chocolate. Yeah. Or Tootsie. That's in there. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. I'll have to look at that up now. Thank you very much. So I have too much time on my hands. Uh, Travis Hancock, WFNZ in Charlotte. Um, we're going to, let's start with Bryce Young and then we'll get to some other things. Uh, and we just played for everybody, the Dabo Sweeney rant from last night from the (laughs) coaches show. Uh, but do you remember the Dabo Sweeney clap back of Steve Spurrier in 2011? Uh, yes, I do. Occasionally that's. Yeah, I, I, I do, but I don't remember the exact content. There was a lot going on. Oh, there there remember. was. There was. We're yeah. we're gonna. I'll set it up and we'll play it in a couple of minutes uh, nice. because it is it is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I thought Travis going into uh, this past Sunday, I thought I was told by national media, by uh, even members of the pseudo media that we encounter every day on Elon Musk's website that the Panthers had definitively lost the draft leading into Sunday. Do we now say that they have definitively won the draft since on the same field, under the same weather conditions, same position of the sun in the sky, that Bryce Young was better than C.J. Stroud? Uh, He was on that day. And look, if you look at the last couple of games, the last two or three games, including that one, uh, it's getting a lot closer to what we thought it would be when when Bryce Young got drafted. C.J. Stroud has still had 
a phenomenal season, still yeah. most likely rookie of the year. He, you know, he got really hot for three games, and it really skewed the narrative to him over Bryce Young. And Bryce sat out. You know, he didn't get off to a great start. But if you look at the the numbers in the last couple of games, it's really either been even or going in Bryce's direction. And what you love about the performance on Sunday, you know, there's still some in there. He's a rookie. He's going to have his mm-hmm. moments. But that was the most Bama Bryce that we've seen, where I felt like who knows if it's the play calling. I, I don't know what it is. There's offensive line problems more with Icky yeah. over there. But it, but it felt like he was sort of playing football and not overthinking. Bryce got drafted in large part because he's such an advanced processor. Mm-hmm. But you wonder this year if they threw too much at him too soon because he can process well. I felt the other day he was making decisions quicker. I felt that that was more – he still has to make quicker decisions on when to go sometimes. Like Jalen Hurts goes immediately. You see, he knows where he's going. Yeah, Bryce isn't there yet. But I felt like you're starting to see the evolution of playmaking more so than we saw free bye week. You mentioned Iki Aquanu, who graded out quite poorly as a pass blocker. He's a very good run blocker, which is why a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe a month or so ago, we were talking about it. Maybe not you and I, but I was talking about it on the show about a lot of people, a lot of the evaluators going into the draft thought that he was better as a guard then as a tackle in the NFL, it is very possible that he might be better suited to playing guard. And you can be an elite guard in the NFL and make great money, Quentin Nelson and others. Um, so I know left tackle is the most important put position on the offensive line. But right now, I mean, he gets blown up more often than you would ever want your left tackle to get, he's not even getting run over slowly at times. I think on the pass to Adam Thielen down the left sideline, which was a great throw, yeah, and just a thirty-five yard flick. I think Icky Aquano ended up behind Bryce Young. He, he he did. We were talking to Lauren Brown though today about Icky and, and Bryce Young for her about her podcast and stuff. Right. And I I said my 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 image of Icky all year is trying to analyze the crime scene behind him of what just occurred. He's almost like. <laughs> a detective trying to figure out why Bryce Young is on the ground and he's got his notepad and he says, well, what happened here? Cause he has no clue. Really. These guys <laughs> are moving so fast. Yeah. Every type of, of rush, it, those delayed blitzes, you know, you can't always, you can't always tell like what exactly is his fault, but they're going that way. The delayed blitzes, the bull rushes, the sw- I mean, every type of rush. I talked to someone that, that was with the Panthers for a long time the other day, no longer there, but sort of the inner workings of mm-hmm. how things are going right now. And, and he said that, you know, last year, and it's obvious to us, but the way he explained it made even more sense that under Steve Wilkes, they wanted to push ahead with the run game, and that type of, of style really fit Bozeman at center and Icky at left tackle because they were plowing ahead mm-hmm. with power, with force. This offense is more spread out. It's more pass protection. It's quicker feet. And it, it's it's a big reason why not only Icky but Bozeman as yeah. well, they're getting beat a lot because they're playing in space and they're not that quick. So Icky was, you know, kind of protected some last year while Wilkes was there because they ran it so much. But, you know, this is uh this is a uh, quite the uh quite the conundrum now. And and you know, I'll say today. You know, if a, if a receiver drops a pass or 
Bryce Young makes a mistake. Well, those those type of mistakes in the game, Adam, aren't prote- potential mistakes that may hurt your franchise. Icky over there, yeah, because he's protecting Bryce Young. Man, it only takes one or two things to happen, and all of a sudden, you know, Bryce takes a hit, and we saw with Cam, it doesn't take many hits. So it's one thing if a guy makes a mistake within the other positions, but if Icky makes a mistake and gets blown by like that, man, it all it takes is one shot on Bryce Young, and all of a sudden we're not only looking for another quarterback, but we're looking for a left tackle as well. So I'm very concerned about this. Travis Hancock is joining us here, WFNZ, Mac and Bone in the morning. I'll be talking to them tomorrow again. I'm not really sure. It's like 9, something like that, 9 o'clock? Uh, whatever. Uh, You'll let yeah, me know I've later. Lost, I've lost complete yeah. track because we moved you a different day last week <laughs> at a time. It's okay. Uh, it's I okay. believe you are on the, uh, you're on the, you're in your, your, your famed 9 o'clock. Window, uh, fame, the gold yes. zone. Exactly. the gold zone. Yeah. Uh, are they going to make, Panthers going to make any trades, whether it's out or in? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, there's only so many guys that 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 they could potentially trade, and very few guys that other teams may actually want. I think Jeremy Chin was very much a trade candidate, but he got injured, so now the other team would have to take a, a risk on what he's available. Brian Burns right. will not be traded. Dante Jackson is a piece, but he gets injured a lot, so I, I mean, I could see him going. And then, of course, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, he. <laughs> He got told to find his own trade a couple weeks ago, and apparently he's not finding many seekers for himself, <laughs> which is which is quite the, the walk of shame. That too. is the coldest so, thing to do to a player. You want to get it, traded? It Go find somebody that cares. Yeah, and then you have to come back and be like, "Yeah, I, I, I got uh, you know, I made a few calls, and uh, I, I, yeah. yeah, that's uh." So I don't really think he's going to be moved. So yeah, I think Dante Jackson is a guy to, to monitor here. At the deadline, but I just I don't think we're going to see much activity there. What about somebody coming in? I know there were pe- people who thought, well, Jerry Judy, hey, Devontae Adams is available. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to be had. Jerry Judy, um, he's going to have to hide from Steve Smith if he comes to town. So that might be a whole other issue we have there. Steve Smith has some feuds right now, doesn't he? He's got yeah. Dave Dornor. He's, he's busy. He's, he's fighting got, two fronts. He's got a lot going on. I just, I, I don't know, man. I think if they could add a receiver, anything to help Bryce Young would certainly help. I just don't know what. You know, the other thing is, too, they have no first-round pick next year. Uh, they have no second round pick the following year, also. Right. So they, they, and and here's the thing: they they gotta find some depth here on this team. So I, they need all the draft picks they can get. I heard something yesterday that blew my mind watching the the Lions game with the Raiders as we're talking about the Panthers and these moves. So the GM Brad Holmes for the Lions started in 2021. So he's had three drafts. Yep. He's drafted 23 players. 22 of them are active on the Lions roster right now. Uh-huh. The the only one that's not was the seventh-round pick in 2021. I counted up today. 
Scott Fitterer in their last three drafts, 13 of 20, I think it's 13 of 22 are on the roster right now, but it's also guys like Barno, Harris Marshall Jr., Cade May. It could go down to like eight or nine very quickly. So it's, man, it's, 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 it's eye-opening how many misses they've had. Yeah, I've I said it. I've said it like repeatedly for the last couple of months. The jury is very much still out on whether or not Scott Fitterer should even get another draft um, because it just hasn't gone well. Part of that is J.C. Horn has not been healthy. It'd be great if they could get uh, you know get Horn on the field and have another dynamic playmaker would make their defense that much better. Right, before I have to let you go, think about uh, the real quick. Think about the first round picks. It's it's Horn. It's Icky, it's Derek Brown, who's great, and Bryce Young, who we think is going to be great, but he doesn't draft well past the first round, but we thought he could bank on his first-rounders, J.C. Horn and Icky. Right. Uh, if those guys aren't healthy or not productive in Icky's case, um, what are we doing here? Exactly. It's, I mean, look, it's not easy. Nobody said it's easy. It should be easy if you draft number one. I think they got it right when they drafted Bryce Young. All right, so since you are right there, in the yep. midst of the Clemson, South Carolina madness, this goes back to 2011. South Carolina had actually beaten Clemson three times in a row in a rivalry that has been very, very one-sided in favor of the Clemson Tigers. Uh, and Spurrier was feeling himself and <laughs> said some things like, well, we might not be Alabama or LSU, but we ain't Clemson either. And we pick up Dabo Sweeney at night uh, meeting the media like after a team function or something. And here is it's slightly edited for uh, for brevity, but here's Dabo. It's beautiful. I think he's exactly right. I think that they're not Clemson. And, I'm, and I, again, they, they never will be. You're looking at the best era in the history of South Carolina football right now. I think they just had their second 10-win season and you know, they, they won a championship in 1969 and the 2010 SEC East. And in this rivalry, uh, you know, there's a lot of rivalries out there. This is more of a domination. And that's the fact. My kids, grandkids, won't live long enough to ever see this really become a rivalry. You know, it is what it is. This is a place that's won a national title, 17 conference championships, uh, two division titles. Heck, we've We've won more bowl games than they've ever even been to. You know, Coach Spurrier's been there seven years. You know, and after five years, I think they had—I think he had 35 wins. And I think and a, a new contract and all that kind of stuff. And you know, after five years at Clemson, if I've only got 35 wins, there's going to be a new coach here. And you know what? There should be because there's a different standard. And uh, so, he's exactly right. Uh, they ain't Alabama. They ain't LSU. And and they're certainly not Clemson. And uh, you know, that's why Carolina's in Chapel Hill and USC's in California. And the university in this state always has been, always will be Clemson. And it's right here in Clemson, South Carolina. So you can, you can print that, tweet that. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard ever, every, anywhere. Mm. Yeah. I remember. I remember it well. Now, now I know exactly. Yeah, because we had print that, tweet that as a sound effect sure. for about a decade. Uh, tweet and, that has been. Every, we've been using this for 12, 10 years. Yeah, and you forget that. Now I'm going to bring it full circle though, because of what happened with Davo yesterday and his caller Tyler from Spartanburg on Tiger calls. Which, by the way, they're still doing coaches' calling shows in 2023. I can't believe amazing. it. 
here's my thing. Tyler from Spartanburg is his last name Spurrier. Is it possible that he's like the, one of the grandkids of Steve Spurrier and he finally got revenge on Dabo after a decade yesterday? Oh, my gosh. See, it's so great, and Dabo was so ready with the receipts that it almost feels like a plant, doesn't it? It does, but one of our guys did some uh, did some digging today, and he found a mutual friend of the guy. Our guy, <laughs> Willie P., one of our hosts, did some digging, and he found out he's really legit. Someone knows him and said, yeah, he's, he's a little bit... Uh, a little bit of a loose Clemson cannon. So, I, yeah, we questioned it, too, a little bit, but it turns out that per what our research shows us, this guy's legit. That's a real call. And by the way, Dabo, Dabo didn't say anything on that response that was untrue. That was It was a fa- hashtag facts-only response, and I'm here Adam, for it. here's one more, one more thought on that. Right. Uh, you and I have done this for a really long time. Yes. I, I produced coaches shows long before I did Lutz Live, Bobby Lutz Live for years. Wow. Here's my thing. Yeah, here's my thing. Like, is anyone gonna stop the call? Like Don Munson's the host, the voice of Clemson. He lets this Tyler guy go for like three and a half minutes. <laughs> no one like in the studio dropped it. Like the guy went on forever. Did anybody like want unless Dabo put up a hand and said, let him keep going. We can't see it. I don't know. But, like, that dude got, like, carte blanche. He went on forever, man. Yeah. He got more airtime than I do in our morning show. <laughs> and Dabo did eventually go, Tyler, what's his name, Tyler? I've had it. I've <laughs> yeah. heard enough of you, Tyler. That was it. Yeah. Uh, I used to produce the Gary Williams radio show in Baltimore. And I am telling you, they took phone calls, and the callers would call in and tell them, tell Gary why they knew more than Gary after like four sweet 16s in a row. And Gary, I mean, did everything but curse them out. It was awesome radio, but yes, that has to, I don't even know if it has to stop or not, but uh, it was uh, it was super entertaining. Uh, as and, you and are. Don Munson, you know, he's the voice of Clemson. He's hosted, like, what? Where'd he go? Like, it, it was Dabo and Tyler. Did he go get a – I know they do these things at restaurants. Where'd right. he go? Like, he was nowhere to be found. He, Did he, what happened to Don Munson? He was, uh, he was, he was getting a refill of his Coke Zero. That's, that's where I would – I mean, I'm crying laughing. It was so good. Uh, and I appreciate your time, Travis. I'll talk to you and uh, – you and um, – what's his name? Mac tomorrow. You got it, man. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> take take care, man. Uh, I hope Travis goes back and say he called you. What's his name? Yeah, that'd be great. So, Mac and Bone are are, uh, are awesome, uh, awesome dudes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.